Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. For many years, I have publicly joked about how I don't need to go to the gym because I have a homestead and I shovel things and rake things and pitchfork things. And you know what? Turns out that I actually do need to go to the gym. So after eating a few of my words, I have been working out semi-steadily since January of this year. And I will preface this whole episode by saying I am 100% not even close to being an expert in this topic. But I've had a few questions about my workout routine, if you want to call it that. So I thought I would lay it all out for you in this episode. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. I'm known as the homestead mentor because I have helped thousands of people over the years learn how to live off the land and return to their roots no matter where they live. If you're ready to grow more food and create a healthier and happier life, well, you're in exactly the right place. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this episode for just a quick minute because I have a really exciting announcement. For many, many years, I have relied heavily on planners to keep our full life in flow, but I have always struggled to find one that fits the uniqueness of a homestead lifestyle. The planners I've used in the past always kind of left me wanting more. They would contain weekly spreads that never quite fit our life, and they never took into account all the moving pieces of an old-fashioned lifestyle. You know, things like meal planning, gardening, preserving, or seasonal living. So I decided to make my own, and I am so excited to introduce to you today the Old Fashioned On Purpose Planner. It's designed for homesteaders by homesteaders. It's the planner I have wished for for years, and it is loaded with helps, cheat sheets, templates, and guides to streamline your homegrown lifestyle, whether you live on 100 acres or you're just homesteading in your backyard. Head on over to prairieplanner.com and I'll show you a sneak peek of the inside. I also put together a bunch of bonuses to go with it and guess what? Free shipping. That's www.prairieplanner.com. Now back to our episode. So I have never been a gym person. My family are not gym people. My family does not work out. Well, my sister does now, but growing up, nobody worked out around me. Like I didn't even know people who went to the gym. I wouldn't say we're athletic. I mean, I'm not going to say we're not athletic. I don't know if our athletic prowess has ever fully been tested because we just didn't do sports. Like I did not play sports in high school. I rode horses. I like to be active outside, but there was no organized sports for us whatsoever. And, you know, just with my, with our lifestyle, having the horses initially, and then getting into the homesteading and all the stuff that goes along with homesteading, it all worked out great until it didn't. And recently, and by recently, I mean the last year or two or three, I just noticed my body changing a little bit in ways that were kind of foreign feeling to me, right? Like this year I'm 35. I've had three kids, which I don't think those two factors played as much of a role as the fact that I am sitting more than I used to. 
Um, you know, I sit in the mornings to do homeschool with the kids. And then in a lot of the afternoons, not all of them, but you know, I'm on the computer or I'm sitting here recording podcasts or editing YouTube videos. And so when I was a little bit younger, I would be outside way more, like kind of like perpetual motion, just walking around and working in the garden and feeding the chickens, like always moving. And now I'm just like sitting and we all know, what do they say? Sitting is the new smoking. And I was just noticing things about my body. I didn't love my, um, underarms, not my underarms. What is it called? What are the, what do they call the chicken wings? It's triceps, right? Triceps, not looking so hot, a little floppy. And I'm like, I don't want to have floppy arms. Every time I like shake my arm, I don't want to have to see the stuff moving back and forth underneath. (laughs) underneath. I don't like this. This is not acceptable. Um, I didn't notice that I was putting on weight a little bit more easily than I used to, right? Just not moving as much, obviously. So, um, and I like to eat. I'm always going to love to eat. Food is my friend. I have a cookbook. I cook for fun. I love good food. Like food is not something I'm willing to just cut out of my life and just eat kale chips forever and always. So like good food is going to always be a part of what we do. Um, so there was that and the sitting and it just not, not awesome. So initially, um, I did the normal things I think people do when they're starting to realize that they're not loving where their body is. You know, I did the complaining and ignored it for a while thinking it would go away. (laughs) And I was kind of like, well, you know, I guess now I'm 35 and this is just how life goes. And, you know, just, just kind of in that mindset rut. And then, uh, I kind of had that realization that I needed to treat working out the same way I treat other things in my life that I don't like. And my mantra for myself has always been, if you don't like it, change it which sounds obvious, but it is fascinating to me how many humans, including myself, for some reason, get into this mindset is if you don't like it, well, then obviously you have to stay like that for the next 80 years. (laughs) I just don't believe that, right? I just have to remind myself of that often. Um, So, you know, and I see it show up, people will be like, I don't like living here, or I don't like my job, or I don't like my financial situation. But then we don't ever do anything to shift that. We act kind of like we're victims to that. And if there's one thing that drives me super crazy, it's this victim mindset, right? I just cannot get on board with that. And so when I see that in myself, sometimes it sneaks up in me and I have to be like, oh, hold on a second. We are going to address that. So I came to the realization that if I'm not happy with my body, I can change it, right? Step one. But then all these stories, came up. And we've talked about stories on this podcast before. And by stories, I don't mean like happy bedtime stories. I mean, like all the things, all the junk that your brain generates, or maybe people have told you over the years, or you've told yourself. And initially, people will tell us stories or we'll tell ourselves stories to protect us, right? They they come generally from good intentions, but when they stick around too long, they can actually be a detriment. And so I had a lot of stories around working out. Here were a few. Maybe you can relate to some of these. Uh, My first one, (laughs) tall people don't work out very well because I'm tall. I'm 5'11". People are always surprised when I see them in person when they're like, you're tall. And I'm like, I am. But I I guess it doesn't translate well on like YouTube or the blog. You just don't assume I'm tall. I'm tall, right? And 
being around tall people growing up who were not athletic and not really active, I'm kind of like, well, maybe tall people just don't move like that, right? Short people, especially like short girls look really cute when they do gymnastics. And I remember when my mom put me in gymnastics when I was like nine, I felt like a freaking giraffe in sweatpants. (laughs) Maybe that is where this belief came from. Tall people just don't work out as well. We're not as bendy. We're not as quick, you know, so I had that belief. My next belief was that we are too far from the gym where we live 40 minutes from town at least. And I kind of like the idea of working out at a gym with friends. I think that would be motivating, but I can't drive to town every day to do that. There's no way homeschooling, homesteading, running this business. I can't do that. So that's off the table. Obviously can't work out too far from the gym. Um, My other story that I actually still struggle with this one sometimes I don't know what to do. What if I do it wrong? Because I've heard stories, you know, of like, you can hurt yourself if you lift the weight wrong, or if you do a crunch wrong, you're going to make your gut look bigger instead of smaller, right? We've all heard that, or I don't, I didn't want to do it wrong. So that stopped me from even trying for a while. Because I'm like, I probably will try to do a plank and mess it up and like throw my back out. So probably shouldn't even attempt it. Uh, And then the last one, this is the one I hear from myself and from other people for a lot of different things is I don't have enough time. That could almost be legitimate, right? I have a lot going on. I have kids and I have homeschooling and gardens and chickens. Like I I don't have time. So those are my stories that stopped me from working out for a long time. And I also think I had a little bit of kind of a pride thing. Like, I don't know where this came from. Homesteaders don't need to work out because we are supposed to be being active enough with our chores or, or working in the garden or, you know, building fence or taking care of the animals. So we just don't need to work out. And I kind of told myself that it was almost a little bit, I don't know if shameful is the right word. That's a little overdramatic, but let's, let's just say it's shameful for a homesteader to need to work out. Maybe it meant I wasn't legit enough or I wasn't homesteader enough. Um, that, isn't that silly? It's silly to say it out loud, but that was actually in my brain. So I realized those things I was telling myself were just stories, which is freeing when you do that, because then you have the power to change them, right? So I decided to reframe my stories. And this can be just as simple as just reversing it and saying it in a different way. So to my story about tall people don't work out very well, like that's obviously not true because there's a lot of tall athletes I know tall girls who are super athletic and super flexible. So that was, I realized real quickly that that was not a valid excuse. Um, and why should the, my height prevent me from being healthy? Like that's not even true, right? Ridiculous. Okay. We are too far from the gym. Well, uh, there's a lot you can do when you don't have a gym. And actually Christian, who has been on his own workout journey, he built a little gym in our shop. We have a treadmill and a little bit of cardio stuff and a little bit of weights. So that excuse flew out the window. But even before the gym was built, we actually I actually still could have done things in my living room. I have Jillian Michaels workout videos that I haven't watched for 11 years. Those are collecting that like I have stuff, right? So you don't need a gym in order to work out. Um, my third one was I don't know what to do. What if I do it wrong? I realized there's a lot of guidance out there. We have friends who are CrossFit trainers. We have friends that actually go to the gym and work out. I could ask them for help. 
Um, there's even videos and apps out there that will guide you along as you go to help you make sure you have the right form and you're doing the right things. So I just realized if I reached out to the right people, then that wouldn't be a valid concern. And the last one, the big one, not enough time. I realized that I could, even if I did 15 minutes a day, I could, that would be, um, helpful, right? I said I could twice. (laughs) Sorry. What I was trying to say is even with 15 minutes a day, I could generate results. Maybe not like bodybuilder in six month type of result, but I'm not going for that anyway. Even just moving my body 15 minutes more than I have been a day is going to be an awesome start. So the not enough time thing, I have had that excuse roll off my tongue in so many ways so many forms for so many things over the years. And really what that is saying is I don't want to prioritize this. So I realized that if I want better health, more stamina, more energy, non-flappy arms, then this was something that needed to be a priority. And when it is a priority, there is enough time. You magically make time for it. So reframing those helped. It got me in the mindset of like, I'm going to do this. My non-workout self is going to make this happen. Then I had to figure out what to do. So thankfully, our little friend group helped me with this. Um, We decided, actually, they decided and drug me, literally. It was December 31st, 2019. We were at a New Year's Eve party. It was 1149. And they had been talking all night about this plan of theirs to run a mile a day in January. And I'm kind of like, no, thanks. Pretty sure I'll figure out something else, right? And then peer pressure got the best of me and they like forced me 1149 to agree to running a mile a day with them in January. And when I say with them, we weren't all running together, but we were accountable. So we would text, you know, a couple times a week, got your mile in, I got my mile in, you know, it was just accountability. And so I agreed to that. Having never run a mile in my life, I am not a runner. I don't like running. I find it uncomfortable and sweaty. And so <laughs> I committed to this. They, the, the good part is they said if I had to walk to start with, I could. And so I did. I used the walking rule quite a bit um, because I couldn't run a whole mile when I started. Like I'm active outside, guys. Like I can clean stalls and move hay and I can lift heavy things outside and do all of the homestead motions. But like running is not really a homestead thing. So It was hard. However, I'm proud to say by the end of January, I was able to run a mile without stopping. And that was a huge win for me because I could not do that before. I had never done that before. I absolutely had to build up to it. Um, And I was super sore and it was uncomfortable and I hated it when I first got started, but it felt amazing to be able to do that. So that gave me a little bit of a boost as little as that is, some of you who run marathons are kind of like, oh, that's anticlimactic, a mile a day, right? But for me, that was big. And for those of you who've never worked out, a mile a day might be your your thing. That's the one you shoot for. So then little did I know that the our friend group had actually been planning to do a Murph workout um, in May. And the mile a day was just the beginning of the conditioning for that. I feel like there was a little bit of bait and switch going on here, but I forgive them. (laughs) So I was all happy because we finished our January challenge of a mile a day. And then they're like, oh, we're actually going to do squats for February. And I was like, I feel like this is, um, which is so rude. (laughs) No one told me, not really. Um, I actually was on board. So we decided the same friend group, we did squats. I think we did 50 squats a day in February 
wholly painful, like never really done squats and like couldn't walk for a while, but I would do 10 at a time. I do 10 in the morning and 10 at lunch and a you know, couple sets during the afternoon and one before bed. I had to break them up. I could not do 50 at once, but that was good, right? So I built on that. I would still kind of run just for fun, which I can't believe I just said that, but it, I wanted to keep the running up and I kind of liked the challenge of seeing if I could add more onto my mile at a time. So I did the running and a little bit of squats. March's uh, challenge, I think was push-ups. April's was pull-ups. Now the problem here is that COVID happened in the middle of this, which really should not have affected me at all. It should have hampered my progress 0%. But when the world kind of exploded with quarantine and weirdness and everything shut down, even though my gym was here at home, like we stopped hanging out with our friend group because we were, you know, staying home for that period. And we all lost our oomph. We all lost our drive, which I know is silly because my gym is here at the house. It didn't, it shouldn't have stopped me, but it did. And I kind of had to pull myself out of that funk because I honestly, I was like, well, I'm never going to see another human again. So obviously it doesn't matter what I look like <laughs> because all I have to do is to sit in my house and eat. So had a little uh, blip in the path there, but we got back on track. We did our Murph together in May, which was super fun. Um, for those of you don't know who don't know, Murph is a kind of a CrossFit workout in honor of a fallen soldier, I believe. I could, hopefully I'm not saying that wrong. Um, and it's a tough workout. You do like, a, you run a mile and then you do like a hundred, I don't know, 200 squats and a hundred pull-ups and 200 push-ups, and then you run another mile. And so it's super intense. And we, I split it with another friend. So the, the guys did a full Murph and the girls did a half Murph, but I was able to do it. It was painful, but it was really fun to do it with a group. And it felt like a huge win for me from someone who's never worked out my whole life. So um, anyway, after our COVID blip, we all kind of got back on track and I've worked out throughout the summer. Now it's October at the time of this recording. And I think I'm back on the wagon that I fell off of. And I'm noticing changes in my body, even though I've been somewhat not super consistent this year. Like I'm feeling better. I am sleeping better. When I work out, the days I work out, I sleep way better. I have more energy and I'm starting to notice small changes in my muscles. Nothing big, but I'm just noticing a little more tone and that feels good. So anyway, this episode doesn't have a whole lot to do with homesteading, but I've just had questions. So I thought it would be helpful for you guys to hear my journey of going from someone who literally told myself I couldn't work out or I wasn't made to work out to getting to where I am now, which is definitely not super professional. I, I am working out every day now, but I am still have a ton to learn and a lot to figure out. Um, but here's what I'm doing now, just in case you're curious. So, um, I, I just try to move my body every day. And I've also learned that active recovery, that's a workout buzz phrase, which is quite important. Active recovery is great. So working out every day is really hard on you if you don't have, give your body rest. Because I've also learned this, that muscles grow or are built during rest periods um, after you give them a hard workout. So I'm learning about all these things that I never knew before. One thing I'm doing now that I love, and I'm not affiliated with her whatsoever, um, but there is a, a fitness influencer named Betty Rocker. Like it's like Betty Crocker, but not Crocker, it's Rocker. And she has a free 30-day challenge that I recently signed up for. Um, like I said, I'm not affiliated with her at all, but she has 15-minute 
each day you're supposed to do for 30 days. And she incorporates active recovery in that. And the thing that I like about her is everything she does is zero gym equipment. So you can do it in your living room, out on the homestead. You don't need to go into town or have anything fancy. Um, So check her out if you're needing something. And she gives you lots of tips for your form and making sure you're doing things safely or how to modify workouts. If you're struggling like me, I don't always, I can't always, like I can't do a full burpee or maybe I could do one or two. I can't do more than that. So I modify the burpees, modify the push-ups, things like that, right? She gives a lot of great tips. Another thing that I've been using is an app called Fitness AI, like artificial intelligence, Fitness AI. I think it's like $60 a year. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like the end all and be all of fitness apps. I don't really know much about fitness apps, but it gives you sets of like weight exercises every day. So I don't use it every day, but every so often when I'm like, I want to work my arms, it'll give you some sets of arm exercises or core or legs. That's an option. There's a million fitness apps. So just find one that works for you. I don't think that one's like the best one on the market. It's just the one I'm using. Um, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I switch it up. Sometimes I just run on the treadmill. Um, sometimes I ride on our exercise bike. I think the biggest thing is just to start with something, just move your body. And if you have those stories or excuses, like I did, like get to the root of them and, and change it. Cause you have control. And that's, I think one of the most empowering and maybe frustrating things to realize is that you ultimately have control and you can make the changes. You just have to put in the work. And the only thing that's standing between you and where you want to be, whether it's in your homestead or your business or your body is just doing the work. Um, and just showing up a little bit every day makes the difference. Um, so there you go. So it's awesome when you change your story and know that it's okay to go against the narrative. And you know, if you were like me and you were kind of like, well, real homesteaders don't work out because they have enough farm chores. I don't have to believe that narrative, right? I can change that. I can shift it in a way that serves me. I'm still out there sweating in the garden. And there, there are days when I'm doing a lot of manual labor out around the homestead that I don't work out because I'm like, I'm getting a lot of work out this way. But during the winter or the fall, when the chores have settled down, um, I have no shame whatsoever in augmenting with some body movement and some weights and just some stuff to keep me healthy and active throughout the year. So go get it, friends. If you want it, go get it. Um, and hopefully that was helpful. If you have like a favorite homestead workout, or I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Definitely post over on Instagram and tag me. If you want to show me what you're doing to work out, I'm always open to that. Or if you have an app or a special thing that's really been amazing for you, because I know a lot of us, we live rurally. Gyms are not an option. Like honestly, if I lived um, in town, I think a gym would be so fun to have classes to go do with friends. Um, but for those of us who don't, I'd love to hear how you get creative and move your body on the homestead. Um, when chores are a little on the slim side. So tag me, let me know. And that my friend is all I have for you in this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget. You can follow me over on Instagram at the Prairie Homestead. If you want to kind of see behind the scenes of what's happening in our life, and what all the stuff I talk about actually looks like, you know, the photos and all the good stuff. So come hang out with me over there. And thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your reviews. I read every single one. And we will catch up on the next episode of the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.